You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, this must be Rizchol Daraisa. I'm Avram Kivalevich, and I am staring at the intensely furrowed brow of Rabbi Yosef Gabriel Bechofel. Before we start, Rabbi Yosef, let me first be makirtev that to the people that allow me to have this great schmooze with you, and those, of course, are the great, great people of Amos and Hyman. Um, they're almost around 70 years, by the way. They started in 1954, almost 70 years, uh, and... They are an incredible company, as I've said many times, the finest kosher provisions available. Uh, they give people the ultimate experience, and quality and service, and you can really find them everywhere if you don't know about them yet. Not only do you get pastrami and corned beef and salami and bologna, uh, you can get beef fry, kishka, servalot. Um, there are no nitrates added. Um, you can get reduced sodium. Um, you get knockwurst, cocktail franks, uh, bourbon hot dogs, chipotle hot dogs, jalapeno hot dogs. I just had bourbon apple hot dogs for lunch, and they were magnificent. I can tell you, I topped them with a sautéed eggplant, and I can tell you that is something that is a very unique taste. They basically go with everything. So go out there. If you are planning on planning, it's beautiful weather, at least in the northeast corridor where we live, on Memorial Day, if you're going to be having some sort of event, you can't go wrong. Tachlis akashus, tachlis atam. Okay, now that we've spoken about that, and I actually think it was more, I think we should talk about Memorial Day as, as we wind up. I think maybe it might be worth talking about Memorial Day a little bit before we uh, sign off today. But, uh, you know, Yosef, you know, we, we've been talking about... Um, uh, things going on in in Yisrael and sitting back as if we are big mevinim uh, on on what's happening in the Velt um, and uh, talking and speculation. I want to actually talk to you about something about where you've lived, where you've thrived, a place that you an area that you've dominated in some ways, and that is the the area of writing Torah. And I'm not going to say the beautiful svarim that you read. I want to talk about those as well. Uh, the sefer that I was, I first came um, to know you with, the Big Day Sheish. Uh, that was the sefer I first, even before I became friends with you, I already got a sense of who you were uh, with the sefer. That I think, how old were you when you wrote the Big Day Sheish? 25? 28. What? 28. But you were working on the sefer for what? For about two it's years? Yes, yeah. I thought I was 28. Right, right. But it was a safer of a young man, and it was written in a classical rabbinic style, a lot of flourish, um, and, and and clearly you relished and you appreciated the idea of joining the ranks of of Torah literature in the classic style. But then you started branching out, for those that don't realize it, and started um, writing um, uh, articles in a, I, for about Torah topics, of course, we, we, let's, we've mentioned many times here, uh, your, was it was in the fifth edition now, the, uh, or the fourth edition? The fourth, well, clearly the paperback editions, it's the sixth, but the fourth hardback, the hardcover edition. Uh, of the uh, a, a 
just give me the exact title again. The Contemporary Heir of Erwin and Modern Metropolitan Areas. But then, as I said, you started to um, branch out. Um, clearly, we've talked about your teachers in, in day school, and obviously you had a little a knack, a flair, let's say. And you started writing uh, in a, in, in for uh, the, uh, I know, Jewish Action, of course, was, I think, one of your first. I think you, besides, I think you did something for the Jewish Observer. Was that a, just a letter, or you actually wrote first, something? First, first thing was a letter in the Jewish Observer. Right. And I had Jewish action, later Jewish action against Jewish uh, action. And Matis Green, Greenbutt was so impressed by the way you wrote that he, he asked you if you would write something for the uh, for Jewish action, an article, correct? A book review. I don't know if he asked me or if I asked him, but whatever. We somehow uh, went on from there. I know he asked me too, but I refused because um, I didn't think I could do it. He asked me to review... Um, uh, an English translation of Rav Cook might have been by my uh, erstwhile friend Rav Betzal Nair. I don't remember, but I told him I felt that I didn't have the bikiyas in Kisvei Rav Cook uh, to act as a real uh, 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 an understanding critic. You know, in that way, you know, that's sort of like the difference I think between me and you. I mean, you, 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 uh, you had no fear. You would go into a topic that you weren't necessarily. Um, the world's expert in, or even close, and you know, you would take your shot at it, and you'd write your review and and get into. That's it. how you learn. You write about stuff. That's how you learn about stuff. Yeah, I know, I know. But again, when I was dealing with the Kvei Kedushas Rav Kuksatzal to talk about uh, whether this translation did justice or not, uh, I, I, I don't think it's necessary for you to issue your pub, a public mea culpa here about. Why you haven't written that much? Not really mea culpa. I'm really stalking you, but you 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 can't see that you're so full of yourself. No, I can. But actually, it's it's what you need to do is cover up for you're not having written that much. Look, we could probably. I think now my my suggestion to you: you retire on the ample uh, uh, income you have made from uh, your various different positions and uh, start writing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, here's the point. that you were a writer and you enjoyed writing uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, it allowed you to clarify your ideas, as you say, and to know about these things. But it also, uh, of course, but there there are people who know their ideas well without having to clarify them in writing. I understand. It's only <laughs> those those of us who are not so close in our thinking. Some would say even crewmen are thinking that we need to clarify them in writing. I understand. Okay, if the shoe fits, wear it. But I actually wasn't going with that. What I was, what I was trying to say, Rabbi Yosef, is that you and many others, people of your age, um, were quite prominent in terms of writing for the American reading public or a European reading public uh, that was uh, an, Amer- an English reading public uh, for Divrei Torah and, and ideas. Um, whether it was appreciations or what I think you've branched out uh, lately, which is to actually, you know, full-scale maimorim uh, on even halachic topics uh, that are quite complex. You've mentioned how your debate with me and others uh, has spurred you uh, here on this program to to begin developing an English uh, language article about a very difficult question, which was what we called about uh, being matzil, 
from a couple of weeks ago. And really what you're talking about is not so unusual. Uh, we know that the, the, the Flatbush Journal, Hakira, and, and other, uh, other the, the journal that you've published in recently, uh, it, it, what's happened isn't really what was there in the late 50s and early 60s, where we had a magazine called Tradition that is still around, I believe, is still publishing uh, material. But those articles, more, more or less, were um, discussions, uh, fulminations, uh, historical analysis, um, uh, calls for change. But what you were talking about is really basically taking what used to be printed in, 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 the, in, the, in the Hebrew language journals, whether it was in Pardes or Talpiot or um, going back to Hapoisek or Yag Del Torah or Knesset Yisrael or any of those pieces that, that people thought would make a, a Geshmakesh Tikl Torah and deciding to basically, well, I wouldn't say dilute yet, but in a way distill those ideas into the English language and to produce monographs on important halachic subjects, especially, um, I think that it was spurred by the RJJ Journal, by Corona, where issues, halachic issues, were almost anything we can hold on to. Uh, the, the Jewish reading public wanted halachic issues in order to feel a sense of agency and control over what was this terrible pandemic and knowing exactly what you do with Philas Kalim or making up Kriya Satora or, or whatever it is in terms of telehealth visits. All those things were, were a fascinating interface between uh, the, the, the scientific world, the plague world, and the halachic world, and of course you uh, invested it, of course, with your own historical research that you did. And you, you know that there's the other shoe is going to drop in a minute, right? <laughs> I'm waiting. This all, yeah, this has all been a great big commercial for you and and everything. And uh, I guess I should basically just you know resign right now and say you are the greatest. Um, but but <laughs> it might not be a bad idea. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to get 200 listeners for that. I, I, I assure you. You know, again, I, I, I always tell you, Rabiosev, go check out the amount of downloads you have on your own individual program where you're waving the flag of the Rachel or the Yerushalmi, and compare that to the hundreds and hundreds of people that are here with I can you. Only, I can only ride the glory and fame on your coattails. No, no, you, 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 you need to be challenged. You need to be challenged, and you need to be put in your place sometimes. Otherwise. It's okay. So here's the point, my friend. <laughs> and I use that term loosely right now. Um, I think I, I have a little, I have something that I'd like to ask you, and I want you to defend it. People like yourself, and maybe, again, we could probably list a number of names of very talented uh, thinkers and writers who are able to distill this. And again, there's a whole, I don't want to sell anyone short. Um, you know, and I, I, some of them I've been Zoha to know and to be very friendly with. You know as well as I do that the amount of energy it takes to take a shtickle teiru, because you've written in, 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 in classic rabbinic language, and to translate to, in a way, if not dumbed down, but uh, a struggle over making it uh, more relevant for an English-speaking audience. In a way, do you really believe that these shtiklach, I'll ask you, really represent other than a way to spark an intelligent public in a subject, do you consider them like a definitive 
articles that really should stand together with the you know like 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 a like a trailblazing piece like we would find in let's say um in the journals of the past whether and again, I, I don't want to sell of Trumim, let's say or um or my or or or, or Mayan, Maria Maria or even I would say even certain things that were in Talpiot uh, from Rav Gifter and others. I'm not talking about Machshava. Leave Machshava alone for a minute. Because I know as an editor in this area that we have to work very hard in a way, streamlining it, taking out translation, you know, making sure that there's very little Hebrew, other things like that. And to me, that sounds like a dilution rather than an addition. What do you think? There are two nekudos. There, there are actually three nekudos here. Two points. The most, uh, the most um, pragmatic reason to write in English is because it's e- easier for most of us whose, um, whose primary language is English to type in English. When, uh, by, when I put out my first safer in Babasra, everything was handwritten. For handwriting, it's actually much, much easier for me to write in Hebrew it's much, much more terse, much more uh, fun. But uh, uh, in English, typing, even though I, you know, I can type Hebrew, I do type Hebrew, but it's much more, it's a more laborious process. So that is a simple pragmatic reason. So that, in other words, they can't find, the, 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 the journals can't just, you know, take your Hebrew thing that you fax to them. No, that's... Try- that was a hundred years ago. Today you have to do everything in a Microsoft Word. There's no such thing anymore. I don't. Maybe for the Godel Ador, maybe Uzam Rechemes that's out, then they'll do it for you. But you know, for the rest, for the I remember, I remember the Or Shmuel that we both served as editors for. I remember how I gave conniptions to our Hebrew uh, transcriber in Israel, um, okay. and he he had a lot of crazy comments back to me. Right, so it's not it's not like that. It's, you, know, you have to everything has to be given in as far as in, in type. So um, if you put out a book, you all very often have to typeset it yourself. Which uh, so that that certainly in Hebrew is going to be much more uh, difficult for those of us whose primary language is English. Um, so that is uh, that's a pragmatic reason. Also, the, the, another, another less pragmatic, but perhaps a more significant reason is that um, uh, the, the, everything today, the, the main medium which discussion takes place is the internet. And therefore, the lingua, since the lingua franca of the internet is English, you're going to reach a much larger audience, again, across the globe, if you write in English than if you write in Hebrew. If you write in Hebrew, since the Hebrew uh, um, population of the internet is relatively small, uh, and even people who read Hebrew quite well don't prefer to read English, so then you're not going to reach the same population. That's the same. Okay, so can I stop you here for a sec? Um, You know, again, there is, of course, a bleeding between your internet surfer and your Talmud Chacham, right? Um, I asked you before about joining the ranks of Talmud Chachamim, a safer that should be, you know, or an idea that the Talmud Chachamim are going to be Shoikel, the Pelas Maznayim. Um, you're saying today 
people don't even have the same idea of Svarim as they used to. And it's almost like the internet, as opposed to just being the newspapers of today, it is actually the, um, the, the interconnectivity of ideas of today. It's more than just, oh, what's on the newspaper? Let me check the internet. It's almost like it doesn't exist if it's not on the internet. Right. So, but, but you will admit to me that, and again, I do this all the time when I'm looking for Marmacomas, and if I need to find something quickly, um, there's Kipa, there's Yeshiva, there's Din, there's a number of, of, of uh, and then there's, of course, a Gush's site. There's a number of places where you're going to find a lot of Hebrew material, material written in Hebrew. In fact, uh, the, big, the big names like Sherlow and Rabbi Biner and others, uh, they've all made great names for themselves, writing these Maimarim and other things on the internet. So you think that... Uh, no, they started, no, that's not true. They started off as Rosh Yeshiva. They established their names as Rosh Yeshiva or Rabbanim. Then when they got to, then when they got to the internet, they have a built-in audience, even in Hebrew. Uh, the, the, uh, those of us who don't have these independent um, platforms. So I, don't I, I, I disagree. I know that Sherwell is like a media star. It's like, you know, people write into him and, and others. I think that the, um, you know, and you're right, Rabbi Viner is sort of a, an interesting hybrid, but he definitely became sort of, you know, if he didn't miss, make all those missteps and get himself in trouble in, in a couple of different ways, now he was really a, a big, me, you know, a, a guru of the internet, and I think that, you know, there's there's a, an Israeli public that wanted to know. I have to tell you, the level of, of of quality of that material is obviously very lacking. It's meant, a lot of it is just, you know, here's your answer or you know a paragraph or two. Yeah, that's right. That's a very good point, also, which I I didn't think of before, which you're raising, which is very valid. Which is that the Sherlock Abinair type thing is uh, very uh, populist. It's very made for the popular audience. Does Rabbi Sherlo even write the uh, in-depth memorial on things? He does have things which are sort of quasi halacha and philosophical. Yeah. Um, primarily, but, these things are written, written like uh, almost uh, uh, newspaper articles. Yes. And and, uh, and and just like the difference between the American reading public and the European and Israel reading public, it is of a more sophisticated uh, style usually. Um, however. It's still not for the Tamina Chachamim. So I'm going to ask you again. You want to get it to the most people. You want to write for the most people. But right. the people that are... Really- I don't necessarily want to write just for the Tamina Chachamim. That's not necessarily right for. And I think in our, pre, uh, in our pre-programmed conversations, you brought up the point that the, the Journal of Contemporary Society uh, has... Well, you can make the point yourself. Well, you know, I don't want to, you know, tell tales out of... Uh, no, but I would say, let me say in a more vague way, I would say whether it's that journal or Hakira or any of the ones that, uh, what was uh, what was the other one, Toro Mata Journal, right? I would say any of those that you can tradition. find. What? Tradition. I, I'm going to put tradition on the side for a second, because I would say these other three uh, in, have, have made sort of a career out of having, you know, like, 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 let's take a halachic issue of mitzitzah bepeh and let's go through all the makayris, whatever it is. And 80% of the people reading it uh, and who it's meant for 
But the 80% of people reading it is, is, are not the people who league in Leonin, who are giving shiurim, or Roshi Kalo, who like you, finishing shas 28 times a day, right? It's not, it's right. It isn't people that are, are that are preparing your shalmi and bavli, that's me, by the way, your shalmi and bavli and, and, and spending 90 minutes every day trying to figure out the Mishnah Bura presented in a way. It's really meant for a, a balabas who had a yeshiva background a little, who, who maybe excelled in his yeshiva background, has now really doesn't, he's not really so intense in learning, but it's still geschmack to see someone write about something like the old days and, and make it relevant and connected and build from one thing to the other. But do you really think it enters now the hallowed halls of now we're going to be mishashib with this halacha lamaisa? I mean, many, you're right, 100% right. And who cares about the hallowed halls? I'm not even sure the hallowed halls actually exist anymore, but let's say they exist. You want to be part of those hallowed halls. No, uh, no. Author, yes, you no. do. The author of Big Day Sheish wanted... Big Day Sheish didn't sell any books. Our, but we want to, want to make... Uh, there are two uh, things here. One is to write for, one is to write for a posterity and a, a, in the sense of academia, which means an obscure, uh, relatively obscure for a relatively limited audience. Which is very nice, but then there's also the aspect of our butzas Torah. Our butzas Torah means you want to get out your ideas to people in a way in which you're teaching them, instructing them, uplifting them, and that those hamon am are much more significant to me than the other scholars in my ivory tower. Those and are- I think for my our great illustrious uh, uh, leader. Rabshamsh Paul Hirsch, right, wrote in the vernacular for this reason. Rabshamsh Paul Hirsch could have wrote a few tubas, right, but primarily he wrote in the vernacular. And, you know, we would say today was short-sighted because German didn't remain in the vernacular for very long, which is a valid point. I don't know how long English has a future. May may come to a crashing halt at some point. But the idea of writing the vernacular is one of our butts of Provide giving a parish on Chomish could have been written in the Hebrew and it is translated to Hebrew and it's a scholarly work, but he wanted it to have the most impact. And most impact was in the vernacular. And but I think you, that that's you, you, chose, that, you, you, know, you chose an example that is the exception that proves the rule. And even by Hirsch, I'm going to uh, make you make enemies because I know your cousins are Einakalach of Hirsch. Um, there is probably 25% of the parish that we could probably, or 20% that we could discount as um, getting on his soapbox, um, pushing an idea to somewhat of a, 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 a drushy, absurd conclusion. Um, and because you know he's speaking to an audience to try to change them. The parts that really have a netzach. I just want to point out. Baruch Hashem, usually we, we insult my Shochet cousins. Yeah. This time we're going to insult my Beckhoffer cousins. Right, right. And who, you, who you disavowed last week, by the way. You had to jump and say, no, not Beckhoffer, not Beckhoffer, Shochet. But well, that's but, personality trace. Okay, go on. But my, my point is, is that, you know, again, and the, the parts of Hirsch that have a Netzach and that you really love today aren't the parts where he goes on for a page fulminating against reform and et cetera, et cetera. But the parts where he shows that original mind, even though the, the, uh, those philologies 
and 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 and, and connections to to word roots are completely skewed and, and like, you know they're like really out of there highly creative creative but then you see his you see where his his brain is his passion is and that part thank god mordechai breuer or, or i think was the translator was able to right was it mordechai breuer was was the translator of the okay. original hebrew no the, the first the original hebrew translation the one the, translation I guess it was Meister of Cook. I forgot who was the translation. I have it. Uh, maybe it was Mordechai Blair. Yeah, yeah. I think that translation, and I heard this from Rav Salvechik and from his nephew. His nephew heard it from him. He said that the um, he said that the that Levy's translation was it Levy? Levy's the English, the original English translation. Yeah, the Levy gets about fifty percent of what the parish is. And he said that the Hebrew one gets about 80%. Um, I would say that that 20% that's missing, although it's not the same, uh, is the part of Hirsch that we sort of wince at. But the other part is actually great stuff. So Hirsch is, I think, the exceptional one who was writing with a popular uh, purpose. But in, but, but, but that's, that's the point. So am I. I'm also writing for a popular purpose. Okay, yeah, but, but you also are told by, and I can tell you this because I have worked as an editor, that we have to tell the people, okay, you know what? Leave this out. They're not going to get it. Um, the types of, of pilpulim and other things that you would do to actually become part of the pantheon uh, is you, you don't do in these English articles. In fact, in the English articles, you are told to sort of like, in a way, uh, blunt the, the 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 edges in order that things should work out. It needs to have something uplifting. It maybe needs a story in the beginning. It maybe needs some right a little panache. The, the the footnotes need to be the footnotes need to be shortened because of the attention span of the people. All the stuff which you know is really. But again, if I let's say somebody, the odds are somebody contacts me with a question, right? an email, let's say, as the standard mode of contact nowadays, right? And I want to be, as they say in Hebrew, sholeif minakis, I want to draw out of my pocket uh, an article for them to read. So the article for them to read, if I draw an Hebrew, they're not going to, it's, it's not for them. Again, not talking about the big scholars, but about the people going to ask me a question. So if I have an article in English, so then, oh, here it is. You want to see this, and then you'll know exactly what I have to say on the topic. Well, can so, I'm sort of I'm sort of old school here, and yeah, um, you are old school, but that's that's unfortunate because I, look, we, have, we have to. Well, no, no, no. I, that's why I brought down Hirsch, Hirsch specifically because Abshamshul Hirsch teaches us that in the varti tavor, if you have a situation where the times require a change, you write make the change because you can write you can say the same thing about art scroll. Right, the art school shots, right? Rav Shach was against the art school shots. We all know that. That gets 15 Haskamas to the art school shots because Rav Shach didn't like it. So, the, uh, so the, uh, why do you like it? For the same reason you don't like people reading, writing in English. Same idea. No. Therefore, okay. You're, you're, back, you're, by the way, it's against my, I don't know if we mentioned this in this program. Let me, just, let me just. No, 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 no. No, I'm sorry. Did I mention about Rabbi Schwab's letter about to me about the Airman book? You know what? I've given you I've given you so many places to to, to crow about your accomplishments here. Go ahead, Schwab's letter. Come on. I asked him for Askama. I knew he wasn't going to give me Askama. 
and he, he and uh, he didn't give me Askama. So he wrote me a very nice letter, a brief letter, about uh, how he knew my grandfather and tells, the Shaka grandfather, and etc., uh, etc. Et and then he wrote in a postscript, he said, he doesn't, he has a problem with halachic, in-depth halachic books in English. Because he doesn't believe that ignoramuses should be allowed to rub shoulders with, with the great giants of Judaism. And this to me was an extraordinary revelation. This, 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 this one line. Because what he was saying is that very similar to what you're saying. Is that I agree with him. <laughs> okay, so there you have it. So so on Baruch Hashem, we're Machavin to Rav Schwab, or Rav Schwab is Machavin to you. But the uh, <laughs> if you know what, we didn't need to be Machavin to each other because we know what Tyrus, you know, Rav Maisha was so upset, and I've mentioned this to you on previous <laughs> previous recording. Rav Maisha was so upset that the this, the issue of um, of that he was arguing with the Chassidim about, uh, which was artificial insemination, was being bandied about in these little journals, which he felt was not the square for them. And Rav Maisha said, "I can't believe we're talking about Inyanim Shalim Dem Ruma and you expect me to answer about something that you're writing in a journal that a guy buys for a dollar." And I, I really believe that you said, so what's the, so what's the alternative? The alternative is, my friend, that people know their place. And you're right, th- that Balabas who gave up being the best guy in his, in his high school class, decided to go to college, decided to earn six or seven figures a year, but still likes to stroke his mental memories by reading the articles in Hakira and uh, in, in, in RJJ, right? And that guy is going to feel good. Oh, that was a smart one. Yeah, I like that guy, right? And he might even give give that person who wrote the article, if COVID ends completely, and it looks like it is, a, a position as a scholar in residence a couple of times. And I'm very happy that people like yourself and others are able to point to these articles to say, yeah, look, you see, I can go make However, that's another, that's the, you know that's an ulterior motive which uh, would not make it all worthwhile because there are not many strong residence opportunities as you might think maybe once or twice a year for people like me. And so the uh, uh, at the best, the I know people, and again, I'm not going to name names. I know people that get about twenty a year, and yeah, you're I'm not in that category. And and they and they have told me, but you know what? They don't make their name in journal articles they make their name in popular books and popular uh, 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 and maybe uh um, or yatate uh, or ami or whatever the mishpacha articles which i would not usually <laughs> stoop to do <laughs> i have my actual uh, niche, even you have a I limit. Believe. Even you have a limit to where you will not prostitute yourself out. Yes, but they don't, for the most part, and that's they're smart because they make much more money that way. But at that somewhere, and I understand that cheshman. I don't got that. No, well, let's go back to what Rav Schwab was saying. Rav Schwab felt that Lamaisa, the, the 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 book that you wrote, and isn't there a isn't there a Hebrew version? It no. works. No. Why not? Why not? Why is there a Hebrew version? Yeah, it doesn't need uh, to be. It's already replicated. Primarily necessary in Chutzlaretz. 
in Eretz Yisrael, they have their, first of all, there are many people who became an Arab in Eretz Yisrael and, and know the halachas, and presumably the Arab in there are built by such people. And in Chutzlar, I don't, I don't know the Matthias, in Chutzlar, many Arab are built by, by country bumpkins and Amarasim. Okay, so basically... That's, by the way, when I answered Rav Schwab, you never, I, I said, you know, I understand your kind of, but you should, I'm not writing this for the Baobatim, but I'm writing this for the Rabbanim who don't know the halacha. Like those fellows with the long white beards, which we know who put up Erevin, even though they have no business doing so. I see. <laughs> All right. You you can't forget, can you? You can't forget. Yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah. Right. Elephant never forgets. Yeah. All right. You know, again, I don't want to say anything about elephant like looks or anything like uh, that. You can. That's why I hope myself up to it. <laughs> Look, you know, um, you know, as, as another elephant uh, once, you know, said that an elephant's faithful 100%. So that's going to be my elephant answer to you. Um, and I happen to be another... That, that person with the long white beard was, you know, one of my, is one of my inspirations to this day. Yes, inspiring you to be a very fierce and bitter person in certain ways. And being so cynical. I know what inspiration means. Yes, I know. And I also, just like Horton, I hear the little voices that nobody else can hear. And sometimes uh, they are subtly underneath. But your nobility is also an inspiration to me. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's not that I'm... You know, Rob Schwab's approach is a begida to turn their inheritance. The whole point, part of the part of the answer, what art school, the art school revolution is all about, even though they were never admitted in a million years, is Torah their Derecheretz. It's bringing Torah to spheres which otherwise would not have access to it. Okay, so first of all, Art Scroll, and we both know this because we worked for Art Scroll. You worked there a lot longer than I did. But Art Scroll has not now... literally. What? Nothing, never mind. <laughs> Art Scroll um, created another branch, which is the the for the B'nai Teira, right? And not just a way for the public who couldn't make a laning and now get the Gemara, but actually for the B'nai Teira to get it quick and uh, efficient. And the Art Scroll Hebrew editions have all been geared for that, right? They aren't geared for, uh, you know, the Israeli... A disenfranchised person like the Steinsaltz Gemaras, right? So Art Scroll is also, in a way, right, they are trying to uh, include in their umbrella people of the Teirevelt uh, who could actually, in, in other words, not the people who can't learn on their own, but the people who could learn on their own and giving them uh, a, a way to absorb and, and get the information similar to, look, the Masifta, I have a friend who works in IDT Yeshiva, which of course this is the platform. And he said to me, uh, he was very happy that his daughter got engaged to a young man. And one of the um, the tnoyim uh, of the chasana was, again, it wasn't an old-fashioned tnoyim, was that the father-in-law was going to give him a set of masifta gemaras, a complete set of masifta gemaras. And when we were growing up, it was, you're going to get a, a wedding shas. The wedding shas is out. It's now about the Masifta Gemaras, right? Now, I look for Masifta too. But you know when I look for Masifta, Rabbi Yosef? 
when I am when I've got the, the time is ticking down, I've got a, a, a shear I've got to give, I've got a chabur I've got to say, I've got something interesting. And and, and you've got to admit this I, there's 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 this idea really out there, even in the yeshiva Torah world, of making things easy to the point, right? That it's would you say and, and what it is, it's really collecting in one place. No, I don't I don't, I don't have Masifta, I don't use Masifta. Is it a crutch or isn't it a crutch? The Masifta is, is in a way a bit of everything. It's a, of course, it's got, it, it, you know, it, it steals from, and again, I know this because I speak to the art scroll editors often, and they look at Masifta and they see that they're using the exact same, you know, Meyer McCoyim. It's almost like when my, when my students would, 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 would copy from their other papers. Yeah, so is it like, just curious, you know, when I was in... And they, they, when I was, let me just my point. They would use the same Meyer McClaimus, but write it a little bit differently so it shouldn't be an exact yeah. carbon copy of, uh, of, of, of the right. crib notes. However... Well, because my impression is that it's like when, when I was a, a young lad and you were a long, young lad, I'm sure that you were just a, as uh, uh, has the same abhorrence I had from Rabbeim who prepared their shurim out of Meimenuchos and uh, Shari Teisvos afterwards, the more yeshivish version. So is the Masifta like that? Meimenuchos, Shari Teisvos? The Masifta doesn't, again, I happen to know this and I'm speaking out of, you know, but I know that the, maybe a Never bit, speak of it without knowledge. What, what, we have a immediate word speaking about I'm, spe- I'm speaking inner with knowledge. I am speaking with inside knowledge. I okay. My inside knowledge is, is that the Art Scroll Teisvis project is based on the Shari Teisvis. In other words, not they use that as their model of what they're trying to do. They actually felt that the Masifta did a short shrift on their Teisvis and their Biurea Teisvis. Um, and again, it's very hard in one volume to do Biure Rashi Biure Teisvis. What Masifta does is also give you encyclopedia Marochis of the main su- of Geshmakis Sugis. It also has uh, a section called the Liba de Hilchasa, where it has a lot of Geshmakis that are relevant uh, to the topic. Plus, it has. So you want to talk about that? You want to talk about dumbing down? The Journal of Halakha Tabrisai is not dumbing down anywhere near all these things are. Eventually, you won't be, argue, be able to argue chat and taste this on an art school taste this, right? I agree with you. Okay, this is however, however, to, to make taste this easy is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. It's much more absurd than anything else I can think of. Yeah. Okay. Now you're not getting any more jobs for arts, bro. You know. <laughs> yes. <It's, laughs> okay. Um, I agree with you, and I actually have asked this person, who's going to remain nameless, why. I understand the money that went behind doing the the Bavli, but who is spending money to 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 pay all our good friends that we've left who are who remain as editors and writers. And I'm happy they have Parnosa, I wouldn't want to take it away. But who is giving the immense amount of money it takes to pay them and to publish these books on Teisvis? L'chaira, the, 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 the whole idea of Teisvis was always in Europe, the sign of intellectual growth. As you're ready for Teisvis, you're ready to learn Teisvis, you're ready to break your head and, and to actually push your brain into the level of a lambda. Which is really when I get back to my original question to you. You know, I got can't wait for the art. Come around, shift. 
you know, in 200 years, when they run out of everything else, they're going to the arts go maram shift. Maybe even the arts go itself not spanach. The, uh, the reason the arts go does it is because they can raise money. I think they have inertia, tremendous inertia in raising money. So to, uh, and I think there are many Baobatim of means who see it as a cover to have their name on the Hatsen uh, Platz uh, uh, edition of Tasis, you know, things like that. Yeah, well, again, you know, look, no one has to sell them about the ubiquity of Tysus because it's everywhere. You know, again, the morale's point notwithstanding that maybe the Torah world would have been better had right. the printers of the Shas, and I agree with the morale, by the way, uh, not that he needs me to agree with him, but I do think Torah wording would have been different had we had the Ran or the Rosh uh, as the standard uh, on the page as opposed to Tesis, where you, you're missing so much in terms of Hezber, where you have to, you, you have to insert so much. And it led itself to the Polisha or Galatianer Pilpul, uh, which is usually Nisht Emes Bechlau. And that's been, that's been shown by the, the various Baliatesis that they've discovered. But I want to get back, I want to get to your throat for a second and tell you that I do believe that the amount of time you've spent on this, that you have... Although you might say, I, I was Marbet's Taira with this by this article, and people on the internet found it. But what about the? Uh, and I know you do your own learning, nobody scratches you for being a Batlan, but you could have really been a, a greater contributor to the, the shoulders of Tamir Chacham. And let me say it even better when you die, Rabbi Yosef, who do you want to be out there being Makabuyu? All the people on the internet or the Gedele Yisrael that you the people on the internet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there, I'm not with you as far as that goes. Uh, I, 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 no kidding. What have we talked about for the last 45 minutes? I, I, I want, again, and I haven't that, done it. The, the, the Gdali Israel don't need me. The people on the internet need me, especially because. Why, the, why do they need uh, especially because, of... One second. Especially because of the opposition. Especially because of the other people on the internet, right? Who, some who we discussed on this program. Who need somebody to stand and say? Oh, you you like a fight, no matter what. I mean, you are you are you know you, you are this you are this you know this nerdy kid that sees himself as this big tough bully who can go fight people. You enjoy you know when anybody. Says, I can't do it at a playground. At least have the internet. And what I'm telling you is that again, the, don't you want Rabbi Yosef Engel and the Ragachover and all the people that you sort of no. No, maybe in the previous Gilgal I did that. This Gilgal, I'm not here for that. You still have time. And I would say... That's not what I want to accomplish my remaining well, time. But there's many people less talented than you, less... Knowing By the way, my next Sefer will probably be on Ushami, so I will be doing that. But who's going to read my Sefer on Ushami? I don't know. I, but maybe... You know what? So, look, let me say it better. The the There's people... Who have who are less skilled than you in learning? I, I still think that your shikavadas is krum often, but there's less. There's people that are less skilled than you. Once you start thinking I'm glot, I'm gonna have a problem. Well, again, glot is for Abelus and Hyman. You're right. It's glot and, and great, <laughs> but but the point though is is that there's let people. You no, know, right, we saw some laughter. It says he says. I wanted to. Go no, no, I'm gonna make my point. When Saul Slanter says that Kamash Talmud Vasik Asi Lachadesh was Nitan Moshe Rabbeinu Misinai, so if you say something Emes, okay, it was already given to Moshe Rabbeinu, but if you say something Sheker, then that's your own Chiddush. 
That was not given to Moshe Ben Harsina. Oh, okay, so you know what? That is very in line. I happen to know that that's in line. <laughs> no, with his sheet of pilpul for kids. Right. Rabbi Strauss-Lanter was went against the grain, and he felt that kids in their youth should be encouraged to use their brain and love Tyra. Right. Because right. it's going to come out anyway. Until they until they really become more mature thinkers, that that type of aberration. Right. So this way, at least they can be involved in it, and you're not trying to clamp down on it. But eventually, you're going to have the Clarkite of Rabbi Yitzhak Blozier in, in, in his Chuvis uh, and other things, which add to Claudius from despite the, min, the, the, the limited readership. And I think that the, um, you know, the, there are people, and I was trying to give you a compliment, backhanded though it was, that there's people with less skill than you who can also write these articles and can collect them and can put them together on the internet. They're not going to necessarily have your venom and your passion, but you know, your venom and your passion aren't your best traits often. And many times, you know, you, over, you you're, 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 you're guilty of overkill when you go and attack your, your person. Why don't you get someone, a Talmud of yours, uh, to basically, you know, be malakid for him, and you can help him. But you should put your energies into being part of the Olam of Torah itself. It's always been that way. From the time the Rambam wrote uh, Rabbi Yosef Ibn Ankin, he knew that most people were mediocres, but he realized that when it comes to the Netzach of Torah, it isn't about sheer numbers. And I, and I, would, I, look, I would say like this, and just to, to end this, the you know, I, I, I'm happy when these articles are out there. I'm happy that people are working on and getting paid for it and, and, and getting some sepulchre on effort. Anybody should know before you go on that for journal articles, you get paid nothing. And the articles in Jewish Action and Jewish Observer, you get paid symbolism, a symbolic amount. Okay. So You're right. But again, whatever it leads to in terms of success in other ways, I, I don't have to say it. What I'm saying is, is that I think that we can uh, mourn the the lack of contributions that occur the other way. Look, I know people that are writing Svarim and say, I know nobody's going to read it. No one's reading these Svarim anymore. What people want, and again, you know this, we've talked about this on this program, uh, was, was it Cohen who wrote the Sefer on um, Purim Meshulish or Erev Pesach Shachal B'Shabbos, Right? Those were the first of these type of, of, of svarimlach. And then they became everything. And everybody wrote the Sefer. My friend, Fried, who wrote the Sefer, Yontav Sheinik Yilchosa, which is like a very uh, a big uh, hit. And that became the, that became the Tsugan. Right. Find your area. Uh, we've talked about that. And I think that the, the Torah world is really, in a way, so poorer because... It stopped the idea of, 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 of again. Okay, Rabbi Abraham, it's getting late. It's the era of Shabbos, as we know. You have uh, you uh, persuaded me that my to redouble my efforts this summer after the school is over, after I finish my article, write it for the RJJ Journal to <laughs> start my safe on Yushab. All right, and okay. I and I am willing. And I will, uh, if, if and when Beis uh, Hashem, I finish it. You will get acknowledgement that double. Well. And I'll tell you one thing, that if I am asked to review this, unlike what I told Matis Greenblatt so many years ago, that I don't know enough about the author to be able to give a proper Bikiris, I would say on this one, I was built 
and made, my whole life was made in order to review this one. And take care, everybody. We'll, we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 